here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Wrestling Omakaze is episode 23 here this week, and we're diving right back into our year in review series. So if you've been following along so far, we've done WWE, we've done All Japan, and now we are doing a highlight for me personally, Dramatic Dream Team DDT, and on the line to help me talk DDT's 2017 are two returning guests. We have Mort making his debut from Denmark. Because the last time Mort was on here, we were both in Japan together, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so you were on the the live from Japan episode, which, yes. to be honest, I barely remember because the whole trip is such a it's such a blur. But I think I was drunk when we recorded it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, how have you been doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. 
yeah. relaxing. Watching I know. Wrestling. I I see on Twitter every time that you're like you're always looking at a at like flights to Japan, and it's like wow, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like weekly. Yeah, it's really it's yeah, so tempting. I can't help but just go on Google flights and look at prices. It's so tempting, but yes. I have to stop myself. I'm gonna do it again, April 2019. That's it. I can't go before that. <laughs> Keep telling. <me. laughs> um. And then our other guest, our other returning guest, is all the way back from episode three when he did the he himself, me, and Dylan Justin did the Japanese wrestling crash course, which I still link people to from time to time when they ask me like, uh, you know, how do I get into other promotions in New Japan? This is Mr. Drew Wardlow from Burning Spirits on the Voice of Wrestling Podcasting Network. How's it going, Drew? It is going okay. Uh, it's Sunday morning here, and. I'm excited to talk some DDT. I mean, I, I think uh, I can speak for all of us when I say, you know, if you guys thought that the All J- Japan episode was really positive, well, <laughs> I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's like I'm, I'm trying. I was trying to think, like, what are we? What can we like criticize them for to like bounce out this episode? And it's really like it's really difficult because there's. I mean, they had another incredible year. I mean, not to, I guess, to spoil the episode, but, like, this is my promotion of the year, and it's, like, it's really not even close. I don't know how you guys feel, but, like, like my overall promotion of the year is, for the second year in a row, is DDT, and, you know, I, it, like, I, I've had a lot of, I've done a lot of thinking on this category, because there's there's four promotions that I want to vote, that I would, you know, I want to vote for in, for three spots, you know, DDT, New Japan, All Japan, and Wrestle One. I think those are the four promotions I enjoyed more than anything else this year. But like, as far as who's number one, it's never been a question to me. It's always been DDT because yeah. they just had an incredible year again. Yeah, same for me. And, and like you said, it's it's not really not really close. I mean, the DDT they they do what uh, they 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 promote pro wrestling uh, the way that I like to see it right now. So I totally agree. DDT yeah. really is a promotion that just makes me happy every time I watch it. So are they are they your promotion of the year two or no? Uh, well, they're number two, but <laughs> number two. Okay, so you have New yeah. Japan number one. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is fair. I mean, they did have they had New Japan a really strong year too, um, but I just like when it comes to my overall enjoyment, there's no like New Japan is much more peaks and valleys for me because you know there, there's really high peaks and then there's like the destruction shows <laughs> and like. <laughs> um, you know, some of these fucking hurricanes and like just, yeah. although, although they've been better at that this year than last year, but still, like, there's a lot of boring stuff in New Japan. Whereas DDT, I don't know if there's really anything. There's like maybe one or two hurricanes that weren't that great. But like, if you watch the hurricanes and the big shows, like, I don't think you you ever come across like, you know, bored. I, you guys are talking about this on Burning Spirits, actually. How like mm-hmm. their, un- their undercards like mean more than the undercards in pretty much any other promotion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's, that's one thing that uh, really stands out to me about DDT. And that's something that's really, really important to me is uh, like, as far as like being a wrestling fan, that's uh, really, I'm very easy to please. I just want things to make sense. Like within the, you know, the internal logic of whatever company it is. And I, I want to care about whatever I'm watching and DDT it hits it out of the park on both accounts. It's like, you know, on any given Corican show, there's maybe one undercard match that's just kind of a multi-man that's thrown together. 
And besides that, there's, you know, everything else is like means something and there's storyline progressions and all that. I mean, that, that carries over. I know Mort uh, has talked about like how important it is to watch the house shows and how good yes. those shows are. I, I mean, that that's something that really carries over uh, with that is like the house shows are awesome. I mean, those, yes, they are. start to finish, those are like, those are great shows. Yeah. And not only that, but they always make it important to put one match on every house show that really means a lot, that has a meaning and a story on every single house show. Even on the main event of the sim, I mean, it's always a match that has some kind of build that you're invested in. So there's never a show where it's just a bunch of tag matches you don't care about. It's always something major on any yeah. small show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I mean, and they'll even have feuds that just kind of go on on the house shows. Um, I mean, they have like these these little storylines that you know you miss out if you're not watching the house shows. So it's it's cool. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Jim Crockett Promotions, uh, like syndicated TV shows you know, back in the 80s or something, where you have mm -hmm. different feuds that are only uh, on the smaller shows. The, the One of the house shows, was it maybe the Osaka one that had, like, this, the, one of my favorite comedy matches of the year was, like, a battle royal for, um, like, for matchmaking rights. I think Saki Akai won it, and then he gave her the wig afterwards. Oh, yeah, uh, Amon Sarumi <laughs> gave it to her. Yeah. To her, yeah. I I think that was from the Osaka, maybe Osaka Never Come show or something, but it could have been a different house show. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that was one of my favorite comedy matches of the year, which again, you know, did, we're going to talk a lot about the serious matches in DET too, but like one of the reasons why this promotion is so great is because, you know, I mean, it will make you laugh your fucking ass off if you're into the comedy stuff. And, you know, it's part of the reason why the undercards don't get boring is because, you know, you have the, these hilarious matches in the undercard to to break up the flow. Now, if you're one of the types who really just cannot stand comedy wrestling, I know these people are out there. I think you can skip the comedy wrestling in DET and still get a lot out of the serious side, but you're not going to be able to... It's not going to be like your favorite promotion because, first of all, it's going to be half a promotion. And second of all, you're, you know, it's just... As great as the, the serious wrestlers in DET are, and I, I actually think they're some of the best in the entire world... You just feel like you're missing something, I guess. Whereas, and and the com it's not like the comedy doesn't occasionally like overlap. You know, it's it's not kept completely separate. Is what I'm trying to say. So, um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get the full DT experience, if it's gonna be like your promotion of the year, I think you're gonna have to at least be kind of into the comedy. But yeah, do you guys, I would, I would agree with that. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. And, and I think DT had a great year for the comedy side too, because um, I mean I know Dino is not everybody's cup of tea, and I get everybody's complaints about it. But Dino had a hilarious year with all the the producer stuff in the second half, and the you know the the match with uh, with Takagi at Peter Pan, which was really hilarious. And then he had another great uh, KOD title challenge against Takashita, but. And, no, and he and, had a he had the tech title run for a couple of days with yeah, Tony before he got injured. But they had yeah, a good right. some good matches too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean he had I mean, uh, you know, people have their feelings on Joey Ryan, but that Joey Ryan match at Judgment oh, yeah. that had all the, the Donald Trump build up. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Which was incredible. Uh, with uh with Seth Dango out there as Trump. Yeah. Yeah. 
doing like this this, this <laughs> hilarious caricature of our fucking piece of shit president. Yeah, but, he, he did SWAT analysis on the match. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, and, I mean, I think that's what he always does, actually. Right? Does yeah. He always do... he, he, well, he's he's done he's done it before, but like, yeah. um, well, not every yeah. not every time. Yeah. Not every time, but he, he he'll pull out the SWAT analysis. There's, there's Probably. Someone... Uh, that is not something that the real Donald Trump would be able to to do. I would reckon. Probably not. <laughs> that's that's the hilarious part is Muscle Sakai might be a a better or, or probably is a better orator and made more sense in a foreign language than the actual Donald Trump makes in English. So, no, I don't think there's any question about that. <laughs> but but to, we're not here to talk politics. No, but fuck Trump. Um, but yeah, like DET had a great year again, and you know the comedy stuff was great. The serious stuff was great, and we're gonna get into all of it. Um, before we do, I want to say quickly because they were there was some a little bit of confusion on Twitter over the 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 upcoming wrestling omakaze awards, and I I had people like multiple people keep asking me where the ballot is, and I just wanted to let everybody know it's it's not like a public balloting. Uh, I think I, I thought I went over this on the show before, maybe I didn't, but it's like a it's a balloting of the, all the omakaze guests in 2017. You know, and I, I hope people don't think that idea is like elitist or, you know, exclusionary. The idea kind of is to give, you know, like a panel of um, people who follow who follow wrestling very, very closely, who I know follow wrestling closely and follow different different parts of wrestling and kind of try to see where that panel, you know, if there's any consensus or if people really are like all over the board and see what people vote for. and. You know, I've already had like some of the voters tell me that they, some of the people, who, one of the people who voted in this already, which you guys have, and you still need to get your votes, by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you got a month. I'm just letting you know. But a bunch of people have voted already. And one of them told me, you know, he's, he took this way more seriously than he's ever taken the, this kind of year end votes, year end awards before, because he knows exactly who else is voting. You know, and it's like you, you can look at a list of who the guests are this year and be like, well, you know, I need to I need to take care of this because I know who all the other voters are. But I mean, not that I'm going to review anybody's votes if they don't want to. But like, I guess from a personal standpoint, he wanted to make sure his votes, um, you know, were, were well thought out. And that's the kind of thing I'm hoping to get from this from this panel. Um, so, again, it's not open to everybody. I apologize if, you know, you really wanted to tell me or i mean you're, you're welcome to tell me if you want to just tell me who you're who you vote for i'm that's cool and i'm i'm thinking of doing for the for the awards after this would be like in january after all the year interview episodes i'm thinking of doing like a our first ever live episode maybe on youtube just to like and we'll get like a whole bunch of the past guests if people want to be on it and then get like people to call people can call in and you know give their thoughts on the awards and like give their thoughts on who they think should have won in 2017 or who, who they feel they like the best. So if people like that idea, you know, let me know if you want to do like our first ever live show on YouTube live. I'm, I'm, I was thinking of doing that. So That's if that cool. sounds like a cool idea, I guess get at me. But yeah, I've had multiple people asking me. I just wanted to clarify that it's, it's open to the, the voting is from people who were guests in 2017. So that's the, that's the general idea. And hopefully this will be a yearly thing where everybody who was a guest in 2018 will get a ballot in 2018 at the end of 2018, and we'll keep going like that. 
So I've already I've debauchly gotten so far. I've been awesome because like I you know I got two IGF new matches in the match of the year uh, mm. voting. Was one of them from me? No. It was oh. uh these were from somebody. Um, <laughs> but two different IGF new matches. Um someone voted for hard hit, like a third place vote for most of the year. Um <laughs> like uh, just really crazy stuff. So I'm like really I'm really thrilled about it. Um we got we're gonna have some some really cool votes and you know stuff that people you know may not even have heard of. Um but yeah, so look out for that. If you're listening and you happen to have a ballot, you got you got like a month to get it back to me. Please get it back to me if you're a past guest. You're listening to this. I will keep bugging you if you don't if you don't do it. So do it do it quickly. Um, but then after the new year, we'll get into the actual award results and all that. But today we're here to talk about DDT and a, a promotion I think is going to do quite well in the in the awards voting already doing quite well. And I suppose we can start back in January because there were a couple matches that I remember we had as like standouts. Okay, so I know uh, Drew, you had you had noted Hiroshima versus Bailey on January third, and mm-hmm. Jukasai versus Akito on January third for like uh, two of your favorite matches of the year. That was yes. the one with wanna... the one light tube, right? With one light tube, yeah. Talk about those two matches. Uh, that was on the that was on the January third, um, the New Year of Lottery special. Every ticket, two thousand yen show at Kirk and Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the... not a lot of money, by the way. <laughs> yeah, just like, wanted to say like that. Eight, it was like eighteen dollars US or something. Nineteen dollars. Oh wow! Nice. Uh, yeah. So the the Akito versus Kasai match was that was for the extreme title, and that was that was really cool because that's one of the ones. I mean, this is something I talk about a lot. Is like uh, internal logic that on the outside makes no sense, but it uh, it only makes sense in the context of a match or promotion or whatever. And so you had an entire match built around a light tube spot, a single light tube spot, because uh, that was. The stipulation of the match was there's one light tube. Ipon light tube death match. Another Ipon for people who don't know is just one. So yeah. <laughs> so it was you know, whoever uh, gets the light tube broken on them loses the match. And so you had an entire match built around um, uh, teases for uh, a single light tube spot. And, and I mean, obviously, if you know Jun Kasai, you know that uh, he's like a you know real deathmatch legend in Japan and will go through light tubes uh, wantonly. So you know, to have him kind of uh, put in a position where you have to build a match around you know, teasing light tubes and not uh, running into them or not having them break, uh, it was just very cool. And then you had Akito kind of working like a technical style um, but a little bit out of his comfort zone as well, uh, working against Kasai, you know, being being like the the crazy deathmatch wrestler that he is. So, you uh, yeah, had that; that was really cool. And then the Harashima versus Bailey match. Uh, so this was uh, Bailey's what? Pro- uh, this was his his highest profile match to date uh, in Japan up till that point, or uh, for DDT rather. And it was cool because I mean, I I'm someone that has not been a big Mike Bailey fan in the past. Um, just cause, uh, I, I think he, <laughs> he, he looks really silly. I don't like the no shoes, uh, like that, that grosses me out when you see the dirty bottoms of his feet. Um, and he's really sloppy and super spotty, you know, but 
this was the first match. I mean, I think he's come a long way this past year, especially, but this was the first match where you started to see, I think him uh, really improve. And I think it set off like a really, really nice 2017 for Mike Bailey. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty, that was, I thought it was a good, a very good match as well. Uh, both matches actually. What did, what did you, do you have any thoughts on these matches more? Uh, I had totally forgotten the one light tube match, but now, now that I was reminded of it, it was such a great match and just worked so smart. And the Bailey match was good as a four star match. I liked it a lot. But yeah. I, well, we're going to talk about it later, but Bailey had a breakout here. And I think this was the not, it wasn't the best. He had better matches this year, is what I'm trying to say. And we'll get to it. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was one there's one match in particular that I think is is clearly better by him, but yeah, um, and and I, I would agree with that. Yeah, but it, it yeah. like it, it this kicked off I think and, and like really this was where I first saw like some improvement from him and thought like oh wow he he could really fit in well in DDT. So and um, that's that's one Mike Bailey match I wanted to talk about. By the way, I don't know if you're gonna get to it right now because it was just a couple of days later. Oh okay, January ninth. Well, what's it? It uh, was in Osaka, and it was um, Funaki and Sakaguchi winning the tag titles from Takashida and Bailey. Mm. I don't know if you remember this match, but I thought that was I don't, I don't, match don't remember it that well. From January, and um, it was basically it was built around Funaki and Bailey just kicking the shit out of each other, and um, that was where Bailey was in his element with Funaki and Sakaguchi, and that was just really good, and he took one hell of a beating. So I was kind of, I almost thought that was like a bigger breakup performance for him here, even though he took the loss, because he just got beaten up and didn't want to quit. So I enjoyed that match a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I don't remember that one at all either. So that, that's one to go back and watch then. That's cool. The thing was that DDT Universe launched, when was that? At the end of January, and they didn't have any of the shows up from January at that time and they didn't get this show up until the middle of February so I think it went under the radar for a lot of people oh there you go yeah very cool we can move on now <laughs> <laughs> but um so the other the other match I want to talk about from January which I think was on our list uh that we came up with Drew so Drew and I came up with like a just instead of talk, vaguely talking about this list um so joe lanza like asked us or to like come up with like a list of det matches because he hadn't watched any det all year and he wanted to like basically buy a one month universe subscription and try to catch up at the end of the year and we gave him a, ma- a list of like 15 or like 26 matches or something yeah and he was like i think he was expected to give him like 10 and mm-hmm. maybe at most and he was like oh my god but um i mean that's the kind of your DT he had though but january 29th it's a great it's a great list to go off of anyway um, it was your DT Sweet Dreams 2017 at Kirk and their second Kirk in the month. And that had a match you and I both really liked, I think, Drew, which was Takashita and Kudo in the number one contender tournament final. Yes. Um, you, what do you remember about this match? So this was the match, and I remember thinking it and saying it at the time, because I think, I think we reviewed it on Burning Spirits, but this was the match where you started to see Takashita become Takashita, who he is today. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know, as I was watching it, just uh, just thinking how far he's come from the Ishikawa match at Peter Pan last year where he lost the title 
to Ishikawa uh, versus now or 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 versus that match where uh, you know up until then he had kind of been um, he had been the young champion and he had been a little bit more of an underdog uh, or at least untested you know but in that Kudo match you saw him really standing up to Kudo and you saw him uh, with a different presence that he hadn't had uh, up to that point and so that's that's when you you know you, you have Kudo who's giving you know a great performance is always super stiff fast all that stuff and you have takashita who maybe uh, if it had been a year ago it would have been a different match and it would have been much more of an underdog match but it it wasn't necessarily that and you you really started to see him uh carry himself like a big name and like you know okay this guy is going to be the ace of the promotion yeah i agree i agree too I don't have much to add, but this match ranks very high on my mess of the year list. It was um, great. Okay. The the same show also had Hiroshima defending the Open Mind title against Sasaki. That did not make uh, my 26 matches list. I thought, I thought it was good, but they, they had a way better match later in the year. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I actually I thought that was a disappointing match, to be honest. Yeah, For as good a year as Sasaki has had yeah. and Hiroshima, this wasn't the best. But they made up for it later in the year, as we'll get to. Yeah. And there's another match in this show that was really great. That was oh. the Ishii and Murano match. Oh, you like that one? I gave it four and a quarter. I thought it was oh. an incredible match. Hmm. I mean, I thought it was good. I don't think I had it quite that high, but it was it was definitely good. Wow. Um, or was it this one? Did did Ishii have a match on the January third show? I missed. No, it was oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. I mean, we're allowed to like different stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but that, but I mean that that speaks to kind of the depth of DDT is that we're we're yeah. really only talking about like the highest of high end stuff, not uh, not even mentioning the stuff that's you know maybe one step down or something in the mid card or yeah, I mean a guy like Ishii or uh, I guess even Urano in some cases or you know Akito a lot of times or all all this stuff you know that's a Takahashi another one to me absolutely Akito. I mean yeah. like DDT one of the reasons why they're so good. Is because of the incredible depth they have. I mean, when you look at the roster, and in, in first of all, you look at the roster just in DET proper already. Where you're talking, there's tons of guys in that mid card that are better than people that are pushed in other promotions. So mm-hmm. you can always have your dudes like your Ishii, your your uh, Yukio Sakaguchi's, your Masa Takahashi's, all these dudes who don't get pushed as main eventers usually, but when they step in into like big you know focus matches they end up having amazing matches because they're really, really great wrestlers. So that's the depth they have. And these are, these are all guys who I don't – well, I think Yuki is pretty old. But, like, you look at, like, a guy like like uh, Ishii, you look up his age, I think he's, like, 28 or something. Yeah, where he's, he's he, young. He feels like he's been around a long time already, but, like – no, he, oh, he's 32. But, I mean, like, oh, still. Really? Oh, wow. Like, wow. I like, thought he was, like, 26. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, I mean, he feels like he should be even older. Um. But yeah, I mean, like these guys are still going to have like five or six really good years ahead of them, probably. But mm-hmm. then, you know, obviously you get the low D, just DT roster. You can get to like the DNA roster where you have, you know, even younger guys who, um, you know, haven't, their careers are just starting. And mm-hmm. they have, you know, they, they have a lot of years ahead of them. And, you know, this part of why DNA has been so good this year. And then they have, when they come up in DDT, 
you know, when you have like your new wrestling idolu groups, your uh, your Yoshimuras, who had one of the one of my favorite moments in DDT this year. Um, all these dudes, you know, Iwasaki, like just they have such depth overall that you know it's, it really it's not surprising that they had that they had another incredible year and I, I don't really see any reason why they can't continue to have incredible years yeah and that and that's something that takagi has talked about before i remember he did an interview uh, where he said you know that that's what they have to do because uh the position that they're in they have to expect that uh, they will lose people to other promotions, and so they have to be constantly rebuilding behind the top stars. So, so you know, they have to have that contingency and uh, plan in place, and that's what they do. I mean, like we just talked about, or like you just talked about, John. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on to, is there anything before judgment that either either of you guys want to talk about? Because I don't, I don't really remember anything on the February quarter can be that interesting. Hmm. I thought the main one was good. That was into a, the fight. That was a preview tag for Judgment, yeah. but it was a really good preview tag. It was Hiroshi Mankudo against Dick Togo and Takashita. Yeah, well, that that was a good tag. That was a great tag. I thought there was one point in that that I wanted to bring up real quick, and that was that um, Hiroshi won pinning Takashita with um, he hit like a reverse Hurricane Rana and then the Somato. And the only interesting thing is that that reverse Hurricane Rana they built. A lot of the judgment match around that spot again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Hiroshima pins Hagashida after it. At yep. this yeah, and I like that, that a lot. Yeah, which which adds, uh, and I remember that whole tour, uh, they were kind of building little things up here and there. So, yeah, I mean, that judgment match really was like just a big payoff to that entire month or whatever of, of tag matches and stuff. Yep, yeah. So moving on then to judgment, which um, I'm gonna I have to double check. I'm pretty sure this is my sh- my old, my ma- my pick for major show of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, I did pick this for major show of the year, which is March 20th in the the Saitama, the Saitama Super Arena. I mean, top to bottom, this is an incredible show. Mm-hmm. Um, a very easy watch. There's really nothing on the show that's like boring or in- uninteresting. And um, let's just go through the card really quick. So you have you have the the DNA opener, which was uh, Dai Suzuki, who's unfortunately going to retire soon. It sounds like, but it's um, to do social work. It is really wow. Yeah, he's he's uh, so I, I have to uh, stand in solidarity with my social work brother Dai Suzuki there. <laughs> so good for him. Um, so he Yoshimura and Nobuhiro Shimatani beat Shimamura, Reka, and uh, Yuki Ueno. I remember that being pretty fun, actually, for an eight-minute six-man. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it, you know, just the DNA guys getting a chance on the the big stage of Judgment. You know, the biggest show DDT has ever done. So they just got a chance to go out and run around for eight minutes. That was cool. Um, and then you had the the Tokyo Joshi Pro six-woman tag. Um, you had the Dark DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Title slash King of Dark Title Dramatic Rumble Match. This is, they brought back all sorts of guys for this match. You know, you had like um, uh, the like gorgeous Matsuno was there, um, Mikami, Poison Swatta Julie with all his wacky uh, mind control stuff. You know, you had Transam Hiroshi there doing his singing. Kenoka was in this. Munanori um, Sawa. Yeah, I was gonna say it was Sawa in it. Yeah, like this was this was like just a really fun little match. Um, 
you know, only, went only went 17 minutes, which is actually pretty short for one of these matches, but uh, it was really fun while it lasted, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the the opener of the show proper was a KOD six fan tag title match with New Wrestling Idolu defeating Smile Squash and then uh, also Higuchi, Iwasaki, and Watase, who were actually the champions at the time. Again, really fun eight minute match. Um, and which, a cool, cool moment for NWA. Yeah, which people, I think people are really into them, which, you know, understandably. Um, Jaguar, I mean, you guys are talking about this on the show that you think maybe they're a little long in the tooth. I can tell you from being there, like, the fans fucking love them. So I don't know if it's really, I mean, unless it's changed that much in four, in, you know, three or four months, but like, the, the crowd really likes that whole fucking, you know, idol thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know more. Do you? Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, see, I, I, I really, I really enjoy them. I wasn't sure how hot the crowd was for them. Um, I think my, my main thing is, um, uh, Shunma. Shunma seems like uh, he's kind of bored <laughs> in the group. Yeah, I mean, I think part of that's his gimmick, though. Okay. Like, not, not his gimmick, but like his, like I think he's supposed to be like the aloof idol. Kind of uh, okay. Uh-huh. Like that's always the vibe I got. I don't. I don't know if it's so much like he's supposed to. I mean, maybe I'm reading this wrong, but I always thought he was supposed to be like the aloof one. Yeah, know. well, because well, there, there's, there's that underlying like, um, you know, heel character of his that'll come out every now and then. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So there you go. So to keep going through the card here, you got Jaguar Yakota on the show in an eight-person tag. Um. With Uni, right? With Uni, yep. Yeah, I remember Jaguar Yakota defending Uni. <laughs> uh, you had Irie yeah. and Bailey having a singles match. I remember being. Oh yeah, good. yeah, that match was amazing. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, that was just <laughs> wow. It was only it was only under nine minutes. But I remember it being being pretty good. Yeah, um, I felt like it was twenty minutes. I was surprised <laughs> when I saw it was nine minutes. You had the, the six-woman tag, which is uh, Sanamura, Saki Akai, and Soko Nakajima defeating Aja Kong, Cherry, and Miyu Yamashita. Miyu is, like, um, really good, and she's, like, probably the best worker in Tokyo Joshi Pro. I mean, it's, you know, either her or, uh, what's her name, Yu, I guess. But, but yeah, Miyu Yamashita has always been, like, she's always a highlight when I watch these Tokyo the few times I watched Tokyo Joshi Pro every year. She's like the one who's like, her nickname is like Pink Striker. She was the original uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro champion. And she like had these crazy exchanges with Satomura in this match. I remember the two of them like beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was just, you know, awesome. I don't know if that ever went anywhere, but. Well, they had a match at the Kurokan Hall show. Okay. And that the Tokyo Joshi Pro. Gotcha. Was that was that? Do you remember that was good? That was an awesome match. Okay, so I have to go back and watch it. But I remember the exchanges here were just really, really awesome. Um, and then you had Dick Togo and Yoshiro Takayama, who um, I think there's still time if you want to give money to the Takayama Fund. I know uh, more. What's it? Eric is doing that, right? He's raising the money. Yep. Yeah, it's so, over three thousand dollars so far. Yeah, and he's gonna sure. take it out of the bank and give it to Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, because he's going to. Tokyo. Yeah, because he's going to Wrestle Kingdom, right? He goes every yep. year. Um, so I have another thing we can touch it on, by the way, real quick, because we didn't. But the video package for this show when it opened. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. with like the, yes. I, it was like I will always love you or something. Uh, yes, I was, was born queen. to love. You I was born queen. to love you, and yeah. like it, it had like um, 
you know, all the, I, I, I should have remembered that because I actually showed that at an anime con panel <laughs> I did on Japanese pro wrestling. I didn't, I did, I showed that whole video package just to be like, here's the history of DET. It was so fucking awesome because like it started right from the beginning and goes through all this incredible shit, all this wacky shit. It shows all these people winning the title. It's just, oh, yeah, that, that package was amazing. Yeah, it's, I mean, no joke. Like we're, we're talking about it now and I'm getting chills. Like, you know, I'm getting goosebumps. I mean, that, that like, no, uh, it made me tear up. I mean, seeing it because Mort, you posted the real, the real one with the Queen song over it. Uh, yeah. I remember. And, and like seeing that with the music was like so perfect. I, I mean, that's, that's no joke. An all time video package. I mean, just yeah. absolutely incredible. I, if you haven't seen the Queen version, people go go find it because obviously the one that aired on DET Universe, you know, did not have the Queen music. Um, I had or I had ordered like DVDs of the show off the Samurai broadcast just so I would have like um, high quality for to show up my panel. And yeah, I mean, the first time I saw the Queen one on there, I was like, oh my god. Uh, you uh, know what? I'll I'll um I'll pin it on our twitter account because i like yeah. i like to have it uh, easily accessible just so i can watch it so but, uh, underscore underscore <laughs> burning spirits a month <laughs> yeah underscore burning spirits everybody for yes underscore burning spirits if you want to if you want to see that video um yeah. but yeah so dick the dt iron man title match the anal explosion death match uh dino and joey ryan i don't really like joey ryan that much either usually but this is still pretty funny yeah and a big, a big payoff to you know the the big kind of uh, viral angle that that happened or the vi- viral clip of you know the Wiener stuff, yeah, uh, from last year or whatever. So, um, then you have Funaki and Yuki Sakaguchi beating Damnation to keep the tag titles. That was pretty good, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the Samurai Warriors, yes, six man tag promoting an actual video game. For people who aren't aware. Which was Daisuke Sekimoto, Judak Yama, and Kota Ibushi beating Izami Kodaka, Keiji Mudo, and Shishiro Takagi. I mean, this is just 15 of the most fun minutes you'll have watching pro wrestling this year. I mean, yeah. those names I just—I just, look at those names I just read. I mean, this match was incredible. Yeah, you know how I, I, you always when you make a match of the year list and you always have the number 10 spot reserved for something a little wacky. <laughs> this match, <laughs> this match, is that for me? Awesome. <laughs> I think this is everything I love about wrestling in one match. I mean, it would, I mean if anybody was looking like if Zami Kodaka, who obviously loves all this shit anyway, he like, you know, his ca- entire character is based around this samurai. And like, he looked like he was having the time of his fucking life in there. So mm-hmm. I mean, they and, all look like they're having a great time, but like Junak Yama too, the way he was having and a, gr- a great time, you know, it being doing this wacky fucking match. But yeah, and and Mudo Mudo was like working his ass off. Well, he always, he always does actually. Well, Mudo Mudo's this guy who can't fucking move, but like he the the first trip I took to Japan, he was on this, on the Russia One show I went to. Like he was in some random six man tag against you know the Yuji Okabayashi, um, the other the other team had Yuji Okabayashi on it right in the middle of his you know one year Big Japan strong title reign, and those you know you're not expecting Mudo to do anything, and then he gets in the ring with Okabayashi and they have like a three minute exchange, like where they do all these fucking spots and Mudo who can barely move is somehow like doing all this shit with Yuji and like the crowd is going insane. 
because you know you know that Kobayashi was like really hot at that moment and he's in there at a legend and yeah it was like that that was that stands out in my mind because like I did not expect Muto to do anything and he went in there and just fucking tore down with Okobayashi for a few minutes. It was crazy. But also... Oh, uh, sorry. sorry. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to say that another part of this match was that this was the... I think, was this the first time that we really got Akiyama against Muto in a ring? No, because then... There was the Wrestle 1 match, right? Yeah, but but they didn't touch a lot in that one. Oh, yeah, maybe. And they touched a lot in this one. And and they were pointing at each other with swords. And stuff. <laughs> it was just the most surreal thing ever. After the whole All Japan Bristol One split, and they in the ring with swords and pointing at each other, and Moto sitting down like cut me up, and <laughs> like that was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so semi-main DDT Extreme Title, uh, Daisuke Sasaki begins his incredible reign. Two incredible reigns start on this show, and the, the two anchors of DDT's 2017. But he beats Jun Kasai here for the title. I thought this match was fucking awesome. I mean, it was yeah. on my match of the year list for a little while, and you know, until it got bumped off. But like, um, yeah, I thought this was really good. Yeah, just a just a big spectacle. Like ton, tons of big spots, uh, lots of ladders. I mean, the the finish was what that that huge uh, like ladder uh, elbow drop thing, like through a table, all kinds of stuff. So very if, cool. If, We'll talk obviously about Sasaki as we go through, but like one of the things that stood out to me when I was doing the rewatch for him is he he's basic. He reminds me his matches this year with with this extreme title. So he took this belt that's you know before Jun Kazai even. I mean Jun Kazai did it first, I guess, but like a belt that can be a comedy belt most of the time. And he had this serious reign all year long with these incredible matches, and it really gave DDT this secondary title that they you know not. Not every year has a you know a secondary champion having incredible matches all year like behind the champion, so that's really to me one of the big stories of these years that one two of Takashita's open weight champion and Sasaki is extreme champion, mm-hmm. and you know Sasaki's doing the style that like you know really barely exists anymore like just non deathmatch hardcore it's it's almost a dead style especially in the West you know like. It, just, it got run into the ground, you know, post-ECW. And, you know, he's doing it in a way that's, like, just reminds you, like, this is... It, it reminds me of, like, good ECW, you know? Like, hmm. it's it's matches with plunder. It's very heavy storyline. But it's still good wrestling. It's like, you know, he's... I don't even know... I don't know if anything in ECW actually reached this level. It might be, like... It might be more like an ideal, actually. Like when mm-hmm. people remember ECW as being good, this is probably what they think it is. Even though a lot of the times the matches don't really hold up, but yeah, I mean, he's still a good wrestler. He's still, you know, his the what he does in these matches with like his his selling. Um, you know, he knows exactly when to to transition out of being in control. Like he controls a match so well, and then he knows exactly when to like you know, let his opponent just beat the shit out of him. And multiple times this year, it looked, I, I thought you, you, you'd think, you know, okay, this is it. Sasaki's about to lose. And then he finds a way to escape every time. And that's kind of like, from a storyline standpoint, what his whole year was and why these matches are structured as well as they were. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's almost like this this style that's, that should be dead. 
that reminds you it's like oh this is this is why people liked you know hardcore in the first place not like you know al snow and the big boss man hitting each other with cookie sheets or whatever like it's you know it basically reminds you that hardcore could be good and that was you know that was sasaki's year i think yeah well i mean which is pretty impressive like when you're taking a, a dead style or a style that like the style itself doesn't really hold up well necessarily um but when you can take that and then make it uh i mean something that's viable and and good uh that's very impressive yeah um but yeah so that's it's it's very it is very very cool um and i, I think saki had a great year but in the main event the the takashita versus hiroshima openweight title match um an incredible 31 and a half minute match you know, I, I mean, there's so much you can say about this match. I mean, this this was like a, a, a great moment. First of all, the video package again was really, really good with mm-hmm. the two of them training and stuff. And you, you have basically the, the, the ace of, you know, the, the past in Hiroshima and the past and the present against the ace of the future in Takashita. And, you know, they, they, just, they put on a fucking show. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I wrote down some of my favorite spots in this match. And like one of them was... When Takashita like he 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 does like a sunset flip, and then like deadlifts Hiroshima into a powerbomb position, and Hiroshima counters with like a rata in midair that sends Takashita face first in the corner, and he's leaning over, and Hiroshima just comes flying in out of the frame with his Samato double knee, <laughs> like right in the back of Takashita's head, and then Takashita no sells it and like comes exploding out of the corner with a lariat, and it was just like. That, that exchange I just described took like, I don't know, like 45 seconds or something. And it was like just fucking crazy. Um, and then Takashita has probably my favorite count of the entire year when Hiroshima like goes to do a springboard Samato and he just sticks his fucking feet straight up in the air and just like Hiroshima just jumps right into his fucking feet. It's just what a crazy counter that was. <laughs> um, and then like there's another crazy counter where like Takashi is like running in out of the corner and Hiroshima like jumps in midair and somehow gets high enough to hit the Samato in midair on Takashi just running in. Yes. And, like it's just oh, oh that was such just, a good spot. I know. Oh. Like, like the two of them just like did, did like just ten fucking minutes basically of nothing but this crazy shit at the end. And it was just you know, after they did like some really cool like technical wrestling and like counter stuff in the early on too. So it's not like this is just a spot fest, but like, but like the spot fest part of it is like you know probably my favorite like spotty match of the year I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. Like... I mean, I mean another uh, kind of to, to talk about the technical side of it. I mean, so Harashima is working, uh, working over Takashita's leg, and Takashita goes for it's like a like a leg lariat or like a spinning heel kick or something. And Takashita, you know, catches that in midair, turns it into like an ankle lock, then turns it into like a crab, then turns it into, um, to a clover leaf. Like he he just what you know as Takashita is trying to escape each hold, he just turns it into a different hold. Uh, and then Takashita has to you know jump on his knuckles uh, to get to the ropes. I mean, very very cool there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That was also the most brutal hit spike I've ever seen in my life. Where I was pretty oh, sure that Takashita yeah. broke his neck. Insane. Yeah, I mean, 
Gonzo level, uh, Gonzo bomb levels uh, of, of like just just dropping him right on your head, right on his head. Um, the, yeah, so the, this is my match of the year. I mean, uh, not even just DDT, just overall. This is my overall match of the year. Um, I, I think this was, I mean, this was essentially this generation's version of Harashima versus uh, Kota Ibushi. Like it was uh, the passing of a torch. So you had the big moment, you had the big atmosphere. It was the main event of DDT's biggest show of the, uh, they've ever had, which we, we should we should uh, point that out too, is they yes. drew to Saitama Super Arena. It was, what, 10,000... 700 something people i mean yeah yes. which um for all the all the talk about you know people who draw ten thousand or whatever i mean here's harashima and takashita literally drawing a ten thousand house and for det i mean i don't, I don't it's possible the numbers exaggerated but i mean the, the building looked pretty fucking full to may yeah so. and uh, yeah i mean i guess that's that's always the the case with the japanese numbers was we never really know but uh, i mean it was it was big uh they announced it as their biggest show ever uh, I believe it was, and I'm also wondering if because of the uh, the purchase that happened later in the year, I wonder if like how much uh, visibility they would have to have, like you know, in terms of like investors or you know, I I don't know that that's like a whole different conversation, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure this didn't hurt <laughs> for yeah. for like trying to convince people that they're viable, but yeah, right. I mean, like it was a you know, it was an incredible crowd. I thought like they were loud all night long. So, yeah, yeah. And, yes, and the it, thing is that this show was well. How long was this show? It was six and a half hours, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, no, and no like, one, no one does crazy long shows like DT as Morton and I saw firsthand. Well, the problem was the show we went to, which we'll get to. The crowd did burn out. Yeah, by the end, this but not at this show. Yeah. No, but that was. I think that was mainly just because the action was so great. Yeah, I mean, this show was way better than Peter Pan. Unfortunately for us, but yeah. <laughs> Um, That's but, but judgment, I mean, definitely, I, I would say show of the year. Yes. Um, but yeah, so then we move on to. A ma- I, I want to talk about a match that isn't going to be on my match of the year list, but I think it's important to mention, which was the um, the sixty minute draw with Takashita and Endo, and, and so people were really surprised. I think when they immediately announced this match as you know the next the next Takashita defense. Mm-hmm. And I and guess people, in hindsight, surprise people were mad. Yeah, people were. That, that's a good point. People were angry. Um, which, the, which I were too, but that was stupid in hindsight. Now that yeah. I know where they went, there was no reason to. Um, that. But but yeah, I mean, it was it was a very it, it was very max bump April 29th and you know they do this they do the sixty minute draw. Um, but I've seen a lot of people talk about this match and. It's not going to be on my my top twenty six or whatever, but I still I think I still gave it like four and a quarter. I think I still had it as a very good match, and I I disagree with people who thought it was like really bad, you know, because I saw a lot of people say they didn't like it at all, and I I I think they did a good enough job, you know, like if like you know they did they didn't um they didn't manage to do like a full sixty minutes like an incredible pace or anything, but I thought by the time you get to like the thirty minute mark the rest of the match really does pick up and it picks up enough to still be a really good match, I think. But um, like, I would put it just off the, the best matches DT had all year, but I don't know. I just wanted to defend it a little bit because I've seen people really, really hate it. And I thought it was still a very good match. 
Yeah, I think it's a match that you can pretty much split up in three different matches in one. Where the first 20 minutes are really slow and I think not very entertaining at all. But then the last 40 minutes are like very good. Yeah. Um, but I think the middle part from the 20th to the 40th minute, before you really realize that it's going to be a draw, were probably the best part of the match. And I, I saw it on Spoiled, so I was really into it at that point. And then I kind of lost it again after 40 minutes. And yeah, then I saw the, I got I saw the interest it. again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on Spoiled too, actually. That, but that might be why. Like, if you already know what to draw when, before you watch it, I think it probably does lose a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I was able to watch it on Spoiled too. I watched it... Uh at the park while I was setting up for my daughter's first birthday wow. party. Um, so I watched it on my phone. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing with this match is that it, I mean, the, the, the match itself is almost irrelevant in the sense that it's, it was a, it was used almost as an angle or as a storytelling device rather than uh, to be looked at as a match in and of itself. Yeah, like so even that, if you hate, even if you hate this match, I feel like the it was still I I I still think it was a good move overall for their story. Yes, yeah, yeah me me too. And, and they're they're not two guys that I mean, uh, they at this point Endo and Takashita in their careers they can't have a great sixty minute draw. You know that like there there was they weren't able to fill up the time um, as best as they could, but. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's about much more than that. And I, I think it was very, very good of DDT to do that. Uh, what do yes. you, did you, um, what did you think about the, um, what was I going to say about this? Like the, so the decision to have them go 60 minutes, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think, I think it made sense. And I think it was good for their storyline. Mm-hmm. And maybe it helped them both as wrestlers, even though they didn't, they didn't even put on the best possible match. Maybe just um, having to do a sixty-minute match help them both, you know. And and maybe the next time they, if they have to do it again, they'll be better at it. I don't know. Yeah, is spec- wild speculation on my part. No, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it can't. It certainly can't. You you can't help but learn from uh, doing a sixty-minute draw, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, but just a, just a, a cool little thing in the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, actually, there, there was the Damnation uh, Illegal Assembly show on April 14th, and that had one of the best matches of the year, which was the Daisuke Sasaki uh, Dick Togo 30 minute ultimate submission match. Um, I think you might even be a little higher on this than I was, but I thought this was really, really good. Yes, I love this match. And again, this is probably my second favorite match of the year, DDT or otherwise. Um, I mean, I, I talked about it before on uh, on an episode of Burning Spirits, but this felt to me like um, a WCW match from, you know, 92 or something. Like, this was reminiscent of something like, uh, you know, Steamboat versus Rick Rude or something, where uh, you have, it's a 30-minute, uh, essentially an Iron Man match uh, based on limb work, submissions, uh, you, you have you know, Dick Togo in there, who's awesome, and you have Sasaki, who uh, was trained by Dick Togo. So you have this cool element of like a teacher versus student. Uh, you talked about it before, John, that Sasaki is really, really good at transitions. I mean, every time there's a shift in momentum in a Sasaki match, 
it makes a lot of sense. And it's always based off, you know, a very, very clear uh, move or, uh, you know, a, 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 what am I trying to say? It's just, <laughs> uh, the transitions are always very good. He, you know, it's always very clear that something happened in order to shift the momentum from one wrestler to another. And you had tons of, uh, tons of that in here. You had Sasaki also, because something else we didn't really mention about Sasaki is besides him being such a good wrestler, he's such a good character too. And mm-hmm. he does, you know, he does really great. You know, heel shtick. You had him in this match getting the, um, you know, the spray like that. They, they, they'll spray on the, it's like the icy hot spray yeah. spraying the limbs. You had that him spraying it and, um, uh, Dick Togo's eyes again to like take over uh, on uh, on offense things like that so just just really 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 great match. Yeah, Sasaki is a you know like he's he's a, a throwback heel, and I, I mean I don't this, I feel like we're we're gonna like pray almost praise him way too much on the show, but like it just he just like everything he does in the ring, um, like has a purpose. Yes. And if he if he does something, he does not do spots in his fucking matches that happen and are immediately forgotten about. It just does not happen in his matches. If something happens in one of his matches, it's going to go somewhere. And you know, and the, the fact that he had this, you know, the, the year he had where most of his year was spent in these, you know, these these hardcore matches, but then he goes out there and has a thirty minute submission match, which is really really good too, to remind you that he can also wrestle really well. So I mean, it just. There's nothing he can't do, honestly, at this point. And I, you know, you look at, um, I remember there was one person in particular who I wanted to give a shout out to, which is Dylan Justin, who I know used to not really get Sasaki. And then all of a sudden this year just kind of like flip, totally flipped on him and said he's one of his favorites. So shout out to Dylan, who, who, uh, saw the light on this case, Sasaki. Um, but yeah, let's moving on then to, um, audience. Which is May twenty eighth. And... I have something I want to touch on, really quick, oh, okay. if that's okay. Yeah. Um, because on the April eighth show. Um, yes. Yes. Oh, you wanted to speak about this too. I know you yeah. liked it. You probably liked it more than me. But Takashida had a match in the main event with Matt Pauly, and afterwards, um, Akito cashed in his what's it called right to challenge thing, and had a title match with Takashida after Takashida had beaten Matt Pauly. And I just thought that was a great match and it built well on each upon the match before. And I just think it, well, Takashino, he was just great again. And yeah, two matches in one night. But Drew, you, I think you have more to say on this. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, uh, that April 8th show, I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite DDT shows all year. I mean, because that was when they were doing oh. the tournament for the, the right to challenge. Uh, yes. armbands yeah so you had this series of what it was like five minute matches uh j- just back to back to back to back to back and then it was capped off by uh yeah the the mad Polly versus takashita match which those two always have really good matches together because uh, you have mad Polly in the monster role takashita selling the whole time and then you have akito coming in which uh you know i was talking earlier about how they'll do like kind of little storylines kind of only on the house shows i mean essentially the entire all out like the formation of all out was you know it was really all done on house shows so you had a keto um 
who had been teaming with Takashita, but there was a little bit of tension between the two, and they were kind of teasing that he may join Damnation. So then you have him coming out, cashing in his right to challenge Armband, and so then you have Akito working over Takashita's leg, you know, which is that's kind of Akito's uh, that that's like his go-to strategy, and so you have like this double-selling performance of Takashita, which <laughs> was like really awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's that. I mean, the the all-out thing. Um, the only thing I'll say is like I, I don't. That's probably not my not my favorite unit. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is like, that the most negative we're gonna be all show? Yeah, like I don't. All-out is pretty. I I think they just feel so so like just a bunch of dudes like you know you, you just can go either way you know like we have smile squash feels very natural um the 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 unit of um you know damnation obviously which is not just the best unit in DDT, but one of the best units in all of wrestling feels incredibly natural yes and but all out to me like that first of all their logo is hideous i have to say yes <laughs> um their logo is absolutely hideous and I just they just feel like a bunch of dudes. I don't know. I mean I think I... I think All Out has done a tremendous thing for Diego and establishing yeah. him. Because he's been great and he's with these two guys who punches hard and kicks hard, kinda shoot guys. And you have Diego who's a young DNA wrestler who's learning from them and he's taking like he's like taking the best from both Takashi and, and um Akito and making him his own. And I just think that he's been, it's been really good for him to be an all out. That's a great point, Mort. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying all out's like the worst unit of all time or anything. I just think they're not that interesting. Um, but as far as like, it, isn't he leaving now anyway? I yeah. think he's just taking a break, but he will be back. Oh, yeah, okay. He's, he's left before in what, 2015, I think, or something? Yeah, well, just before I the mean, first he, Janae Grand Prix, I remember. He's still, he's still been, I mean, I guess he's at least going to keep the lines of communication open because he's still telling people to email him if they want tickets, So, which is how we got our tickets to Peter Pan. and uh, You know, I mean, he, he'll hook you up. So email him, you know, if you, if, you need, uh, if you need tickets to DET in Japan. I mean, they just, they'll hold him at the door for you. It's pretty great. That's cool. Right. He just had a great match with Dick Togo uh, yeah. on the the December 1st show. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. I Which, haven't seen it yet. Oh, man. that I mean, again, that's that's kind of one of my favorite DDT shows of the year. I, I love wow. that show from start to finish. Uh, I mean, just nothing super, super blow away, but just like everything was good and enjoyable and like had a purpose. And the, the, the uh, Dino match, uh, the opener is really, really funny. It's, it's Dino uh, Awashi and uh shoot someone else i forget who but honda. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and and antonio honda against uh, nwa so uh i won't say any more than that but hilarity ensues <laughs> i believe but, that but getting back to our chronological order i want to get to the may 20th yeah sorry about that yeah. <laughs> no it's cool it's cool i just want to get back to audience before i forget about it even though this match is not on my you know my top my top list Takashita Yurano, which I remember being, you know, kind of a good match. Maybe it dragged a little bit, but I wanted to point it out because it was Yurano's last night as a, you know, as a DDT contracted wrestler. So they gave him an open weight title shot, almost as like, you know, I mean, it was supposed to be Takayama originally, and Takayama yeah. unfortunately had that terrible injury. 
but Urano stepped in and you know got to have this last match and before he stopped being a DT contracted wrestler. So it was interesting. Sadly, he had to move on, but I thought you know it was a good little way to say goodbye to him. Yes, this was a match that I went in, and this is going to sound stupid, but I wanted to not like this match because I thought it was wasting a Korokin show on Urano, who we knew he wasn't really leaving. He was just leaving the DDT brand, but he was probably going to wrestle on DDT shows anyways again, which he has been a ton of times since. But like the match was so great that I just loved it by the end anyways. So, And the next thing to, to mention after audience is June 1st, 2017, yes. DDT Street <laughs> Wrestling in Tokyo Dome, Minu Suzuki and Shishiro Takagi, um, so this is the empty Tokyo Dome match. First of all, if you haven't seen this, I cannot stress this enough. Go watch this fucking thing like right now. Like it is one of the most unique things you'll see all year long, and it was incredible. Honestly, um, I just rewatched this last night just to you know to make sure I remembered everything and it fresh and like just everything from start to finish. Like all the cameos, all the you know where it starts right away with Aja Khan coming. Aja Kong walking out in a suit and her full face paint to mm-hmm. sing the national anthem. And she just fucking belts it out like she is like the fucking stadium might as well be full as far as she's concerned. It might as well be like a full crowd because she is so fucking serious about when, this anthem. Minoru Suzuki's face when he sees that it's Aja Kong coming out. I mean, he, he starts cracking up. It's they did awesome. not tell him, I think. I don't no. like, I think it was a complete surprise to him that Aja Kong was coming to do this fucking anthem. And then she like stands in between them while they're like trying to get at each other in the middle of her song and like pushes them both aside, like um, you know, while the, while she's singing and like getting progressively annoyed while still keeping up with the song. And like I don't know, like we're, we're, the match hasn't even technically started yet. I'm already like dying. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and Suzuki, he's um, he's getting the entire crowd to clap during his entrance too. That's just yes. amazing comedy. Takagi, Takagi does the entire fucking pose. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Suzuki kicks an imaginary young boy. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. Um, and then we had like the the starting of the wrestling where like. You know, Suzuki takes Takagi down an arm bar, and Takagi gets his hand on like first base, and the referee yeah, goes the, the ring ropes. The, the referee goes safe, and then tells yeah. him to break it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a rope break. And Suzuki argues with him, and he's like, "Why is that a rope break?" But like, no, he's safe. He's touching home. He's yeah, touching he's You have to let go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then they go. They fight up in the crowd where. You know, Sasadango machine is trying to give a PowerPoint and he says he tried to, he's basically talking about how he was trying to get it on the giant screen um, where they have, they put the DT logo up, but he couldn't get it. So he's like, you know, please, he was apologizing for that and just trying to do it on his laptop. And, you know, Suzuki like is offended by this basically and like looks under the mask to see who it is and sees this muscle sec- Sekai and is like, didn't you retire? <laughs> basically. Um, but Muscle Sakai, I should say. But yeah, and then like they, you know, Takagi sprays them both with, like a fire extinguisher. Um, they keep fighting up and they, they run into Gota Ahashi for the first time. <laughs> poor, poor Gota, man. Like he just gets, he, he keeps trying to attack Suzuki and Suzuki just basically completely ignores him until he finally like, kicks him down the stairs. 
Um, very know, hard. Too. Very hard. Yeah. Um, and they fight into like the upper deck. And as what I think, I think Suzuki's trying to toss Takagi over. And then as he's doing that, Saki Akai walks by asking if anyone wants a beer in the empty crowd. If, if people <laughs> like, this, this, like if you've never been to a Japanese baseball game, folks, like these, these women will, I, I mean, they have to be in like the greatest shape of anyone in Japan because they, they have these giant beer tanks. I mean, you can see it with Saki like strapped to their back. But they run up and down each these these flights of stairs. Like Saki was like walking around slowly doing it. I, was like, I think she was like beer name this car or something. Um, and like she she basically like was doing it slowly. But these girls they will run up and down these stairs. These giant tanks of like draft beer strapped to their back like just constantly running up and down, up and down, up and down in, in your section. I'm like, these, these girls have to be in like, the, their, their fucking legs must be like <laughs> incredible. But um, yeah, I mean, just the shape there, I must be really incredible. But yeah, I mean like that, that's basically every single section will have like three of them running back up and down with like three different kinds of beer. But, but Saki Akai was the, the only beer girl on hand here for the empty arena. And then Minor Suzuki walks over and, you know, wants a beer and she's like, okay, it's like whatever, I think 700 yen or whatever. And he's like, he looks at her and he like <laughs> puts his hands down his tights because he's, you know, he's in his, just his wrestling tights. He's like, I don't have any money. And he's like, well, you don't have any money. Get the fuck out of here. Then she like kicks him away. And then Chicago <laughs> comes over and she kicks him away too. And, and then she goes right back to being, uh, be this kind hand up. He's like, just like nothing happened. But yeah, um, that, that was a great little moment. Um, then they fight back into the into the corridor, and there's Lady Beard there doing a concert, and Takagi like pauses to do the concert with her, <laughs> like he sings it with Lady Beard, and you know I'm just you know, obviously just cracking up. Lady Beard doing the concert to nobody, and then they walk by the greatest moment of the entire show, the entire match, in my opinion. It's Ken Oka, yes, on his hands <laughs> and knees, with like I don't know how much he, he has, like probably like ten, like what, like a hundred thousand yen. Which sounds like a lot of money. That's like a thousand dollars. It's not that much money. And he's like begging with this. He's like has these bills out. I don't actually. I, he might not even have that much. He might <laughs> only have like he might only have like fifty thousand. Yeah, like five hundred dollars yes. or something. But like he's begging. I guess the the people who run the building to let him book the Tokyo Dome for a Gambari pro wrestling show. <laughs> and they're like, they're telling him, no, you don't have enough money here. And he's basically just begging them. And then Suzuki comes up, steals his money. Beats the crap out of him. Um, we go downstairs and they bump into a janitor that turns out to be Jun Kazai. <laughs> and then once you get a great moment when Jun Kazai takes this thing off and they put Ken Oka, they put poor Ken Oka through a fucking table. Why there's a table there? I have no idea. And then they stuff the fucking bills in his mouth. And it's like, oh my God, what did Ken Oka do to deserve this? But, but yeah. Um, and they kind of like fight back in the locker rooms. They run. They run into poor Godahashi again, just sitting there, sadly, looking like the looking at Godahashi looks sadder than any human being has ever looked. Honestly, sitting on the stairwell, and they kick this poor man down another flight of stairs. It's like, can we just leave Godahashi alone, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they fight through the um, through the like the locker room area. Uh, they run into like a kickboxer. What the hell is that guy's name again? Anyone remember? 
it's it's not Col- um Colin Murray. It's not, it's not no, it's not Colin Murray. Right? No, because he comes later. Oh, okay. I can't. I don't remember the name of the guy. It's a kickboxer. He's been in DDT before. Oh, it's and, Toba. Toba. Okay, thank you. And I can't say so, his first name. Yeah. What? Um. But he. So they go. They get past him after he acts like he's going to beat up Suzuki. And instead, he beats up. Um. He beats up Takagi. Um. Then they run into. They, I think the next guy they run into is Rocky. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh no! First they run into, into uh, Dino's friends and Dino, and then uh, Dino's friends and Dino all like gang up on poor Rocky, who like yells for Adrian, which is really funny. <laughs> and then they end up in like a, like some other battles of the arena, and there is Chinsuke Nakamura, and whatever the what's the fake Tanahashi's name? I don't I don't even know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, they're fucking doing a match because it's the Tokyo Dome. And that's what they do. Yes. Nakamura and Tanahashi. And, you know, Nakamura... <laughs> Chinsuke does everything right up until, like, putting his head on Suzuki's midsection then doing the come on. Chinsuke has to be, like, the best, like, imitation wrestler of all time. Like, it might as well be, like, a short... If you shrunk Shinsuke Nakamura several inches, that'd be what you get. Like, he, it's such a perfect yes. fucking... It's such a perfect fucking uh, imitation. But yeah, so Suzuki kicks him away, and then Tanahashi, the, the fake Tanahashi is not at nearly as good as the fake Shinsuke, but he does he does like the the Tokyo Dome Minasan, like the whole he goes through the whole fucking speech that Tanahashi does in Tokyo Dome, and then you know he get, he also gets his ass kicked, um, but he has just the two of them fighting, and then they go to the bullpen, and uh, there's Kes Kesuke Ishii is there. Um, Somebody from uh, Basara is there. Do you remember who? It, do you remember who it was? I don't remember who it was. I I do not know. I can't remember. It, it was like somebody from Basara, and then um, who's there in the bullpen? Fucking Tenru. Genrichiro Tenru yes. is there. Oh, I think it was, it was Ryo Tanakatsu, by the way. Ryo Tanakatsu, thank you. Yes. And ten, so Tenru's there, and like they all start throwing balls at Takaki, <laughs> and yeah, just incredible. And then it ends up back on the field, and they're standing on standing on the pitcher's mound in her full attire with Mako Satamura. Which again, when she's why is Mako Satamura there and why is she a pitcher? Why not? This <laughs> is a better it's a better question. Well that that's a big question. Why is she a pitcher? Because she turns out to be not a very good pitcher. Yeah, and she turns out to be a really terrible pitcher. Um, you know, Chicago and um Minnesota both try to take a bath. And they both, she just can't even get the ball over the home plate. And she keeps moving closer, but then at one point throws the ball right at Suzuki's head. And Suzuki gets really angry. And then, like, that was on purpose because then the entire, then the bench is like, because all the other wrestlers have come on, uh, come out of these two, you know, in the bullpens. And the bullpen's like clear and start a giant brawl. Um, and then finally, we get to the finish of the match, which is Suzuki, you know, hitting the, hitting the, the God style power driver like right on home plate. Uh, not on the home plate, but in the home plate area, and he gets the pin. Um, just incredible, incredible stuff, hilarious stuff. I mean, I I probably didn't even do it justice describing it, but like, you know, yeah. just one of the funniest matches we've ever seen. Yes, also Tinryu trying to break up the entire brawl, and the brawl just won't break up, and he's in some like fuck this shit, and he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was pretty, that was pretty great too. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, a, a really good example of uh, just uh, how good Minoru Suzuki's comedic timing is. 
Uh, I mean, I do, I do think his comedy work is is something that really adds to. I mean, I, you know, this kind of Hall of Fame season or whatever. I I, I am someone that that uh, thinks Minoru Suzuki is a Hall of Famer, and I do think his comedy wrestling is, uh, like that. That's part of his case. I think. I mean, he he's so good playing off of. Uh, the, these wacky, absurd characters in DDT, and and just the the facial expressions and the stoicism that he shows and everything—it's just it's it's really perfect. See, now I don't have I my issue with Suzuki getting in wasn't so much Suzuki himself; it was just that he got in before like Junakiyama, who I think mm-hmm. is just so much more deserving. But right. that, that really like pissed me off when that came out. It's like really Suzuki got in, but I mm-hmm. kind of didn't. But like you know. We'll see, I guess, next year when Akiyama... It's like, like Akiyama's last shot, basically. Yeah, uh, Akiyama, uh, a person who has been good, literally... I mean, beyond good, very good, uh, literally since his first match. You know, yeah, he's been... That he's Kibashi been, match been, in 92. Is, he's <laughs> been an incredible wrestler for like 20 fucking years. And, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to get into this again because it gets me Sure, short. sure. Um, but, so moving on, though, to the, the King of DDT, which was uh, began on June 2nd from Juku Face... Um, there was a match here that stood out for me that, like, I, you know, I remember when I, when I was, when I gave my list, to, gave our list to Joe, Joe was like, why is Mad Polly on here? Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times, but like Mad Polly and uh, Irie in the yes. main event here, 1145, mm-hmm. only went 1145, but I thought this was a really, really awesome match. Mm-hmm. I thought the best of the first round, actually. But only, only really, the only other match that I, I mean, Endo and Bailey was also pretty good, and Hiroshima and Higuchi was good. I mean, this entire show was was a very good show, but um, I, I think I gave like pretty much. I gave all eight matches on this show four stars. Yeah, this is a the really, most. It's the best overall show I've seen this year. I think it was really really good. The King of DT first round. I mean, a really good show. Mm-hmm. But um, Irie and Mad Polly, I think uh, in a main event of a match, I was not. I would not immediately think would be like a really good match. It was really, really good. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you, anybody else have any thoughts on this show or this? Or this match? No, the, the, the tag match, the non-tournament tag match was actually the match of the night for me. Oh, <laughs> for Diego and Takashita. Yes. yes. Yeah, that was, that was so great. Yeah, that was good too. That was, yeah, I think that was Diego's first match as part of All Out. And so it focused yeah. on him. And he, he was great in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and then a couple, a couple of days later, had the the second round also Shinjuku face, which wasn't nearly as good as the first round in my opinion, but um, still had a couple of matches I liked, which Endo and Kudo and Irie and Ishii in the main event was pretty good. Oh, you know no, what? Think, you know what? Sorry. Oh, you know what? The first sorry, the first round had was uh, Ishii versus Dino, which yeah, was awesome. Was uh, yes. but, <laughs> because you you had right. Ishii working Dino's mouth, and and. Dino selling his mouth the whole time because <laughs> he because he couldn't do the kiss because he couldn't do the kiss. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then the King of DT wraps up on June twenty fifth with another really good show. Um, first of all, you had the, the the semifinal with Harashima and Irie with Harashima rolling him up and pinning him in two forty seven. Oh, I, wow. I, the one of the one of the things I haven't mentioned with with DT, which is really cool for speaking as somebody who. I used to be able to watch a lot of Pure Live when I didn't have, you know, a, a regular nine to five job, and I can't really do that anymore with most shows because, you know, I, I have like a, you know, a normal Monday through Friday ten to six job. I just, I can't be up at three thirty in the morning. But DT, yeah. Oh man. Why? What's what? 
you let you wish you had nine to five. No, I wish I had ten to six. Oh, I have to. Uh, I still, I, I still have to get up pretty early, but I don't. Well, know. Well, yeah, you got a big commute, right? Yeah, because my commute yeah. in the Bronx is really bad. But or, yeah, Bronx, yeah. Manhattan. But yeah. Anyway, so I, you know, I, 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 I leave, I leave my house like eight forty-five, and I get home like you know seven thirty if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so DDT though, I mean, they they have these, these shows are at noon usually for the Kirk and Hall shows. So either it's 11 p.m. Eastern on usually on like a, on a Saturday or after once, once we have, um, you know, the, 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 the clock turning back, it's 10 p.m. Eastern, even better. It's like these shows I can, I can watch almost all of them live unless I'm like doing something that night. And it's great being able to watch Pure SU live and, you know, watch people's reactions on Twitter, the other people who watch it and just like, you know, not be absolutely sure I'm not going to be spoiled on it. So it is really cool. So that's, I, I, that's could be part of the reason why I love DT so much is just getting to see all these Kirk and shows live all year, but at a very reasonable time, very reasonable time. I mean, if you're, you're West, you're Pacific time, right? So you're even better. Yeah. I'm watching them at, you know, eight o'clock at night. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like sure eight. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't get to see them at a good time at all. Oh, right it's now. 4 a.m. to yeah. 7 a.m. So that's like every, that's like every other Puro show here. But, well, I get the New Japan shows at like 10 a.m. Yeah, so that'd be awesome, but like we don't get that. But yeah, but my, my my understanding is uh, European wrestling fans don't sleep at all. Is that uh, correct? Well, my understanding is Americans don't sleep at all. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, did, but, I, but I brought that up because like Twitter's reaction when Hiroshima rolled up Irie and pinned him in 247 was Priceless. fucking like awesome because you were basically. No. You had half the people who the, the Hiroshima marks who were like just for like basically Nelson Mumps from The Simpsons just pointing and laughing, yes. doing haha. You had the Erie uh, fans who just were heartbroken. Yes, and I that think was that, was, that was you. Yep. So, this is the uh, only DDT show I watched live, by the way, this year. So <laughs> I was part of that crew, and I woke up at four a.m. to watch this Hiroshima, this Erie match, just for this, <laughs> oh. just to watch Erie lose in two minutes. <laughs> I was heartbroken. It was a, ah. oh. But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it was just incredible. One of the, my favorite finishes of the year because it comes out of nowhere. But then once it happens, you're like, that makes sense. <laughs> it, would, it would happen area against because uh, people don't yes. know they have such they have an incredible history together, and Harashima wins like every time, except for like I think he did. Area? No, he won? hasn't. Area hasn't won. Okay. I think Harashima's eight and zero. Oh. Yeah. So. It's a, it's a cool story they're telling, and they, they went into it again with the tag title match, you know, for Peter Pan. But um, but yeah, it's a really cool story. Um, uh, Irie's reaction to that loss was so awesome. So I mean, that, that that was yeah, he was just super pissed off and just roll. I, I mean, it it really was you know like he uh, lost you know a big game or something, a big sports game or something. It's, like he lost it. It was like he scored an own goal in soccer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that kind of reaction. But yeah, yeah it was and it, it was it was awesome. But um so then the other semifinal endo and Aikido, I remember that being pretty good. And then the main event, one of my yeah, favorite oh, matches Aikido, of the year. Aikido versus Endo was awesome. I loved yeah. that match. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was maybe I'm underselling it, but I remember it being good. It was um, just like yeah, eleven minutes. Um, you had a keto work in the leg, of course, and endo. I mean, really showing like babyface fire, you know, like coming back. It was awesome. Which you know, we haven't talked a lot about endo, but I thought he had a good year. You know, I don't want to like 
bury his year or anything. I just did it wasn't as good as Takashida or Sasaki from an in-ring standpoint, but he was probably the most popular wrestler in DDT this year. I mean, I, I saw it firsthand at Peter Pan how many people were cheering for him to win that main event. And I think the long-term story with him is really, really interesting. You guys talked about this on on the the Last Burning Spirits kind of, where he's, you know, they, they talk about how Endo um, plays his character and tries to pretend he doesn't care, but everybody knows he really does care. And it mm-hmm. comes out sometimes, and I guess it came out in this match. Yeah, they just show he he'll just show these little little glimpses of you know he really is like this great athlete who really wants to win. But you he's know, trying to he's trying to be like the cool guy. Who yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty incredible like the the subtlety that uh, he's able to portray you know in his character work and the, and then like how that translates to his in ring work. Yeah, I mean it's it's very very good. I mean, I get, you know, and yes. there's a lot of guys in DT who are great at that and, you know, having characters that, character work that is, is expressed in their in-ring work and one of the things that makes DT so great. Yeah, and I think that's where someone like Brennan, you know, Brennan, he wants to see a match. He wants to see a good athletic match, you know, like that's that's what he's all about and where someone like me, I may be... Um, I like to see stories or something, you know? So I think that's where like Brennan maybe doesn't like Endo as much, uh, but where, where I like him more there, yeah. excuse me, Brennan, if for uh, Brennan, uh, one of the co-hosts of burning spirits, um, if anyone is unfamiliar. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, who, who will be on this podcast again. He's been on before and he'll be on again for the, uh, the big Japan year review episode. So, um, but yeah, so that's it. Really good match. And then the, the final, one of my favorite matches of the year, which is Endo and Hiroshima. Um, just incredible match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't go back and rewatch this one, but it's just really, really, really good. And I remember it being a really, really good match. Um, do you guys have any memory, any more specific memories of this match? Uh, I, I, I mean, this was, I mean, I think everyone expected Endo to win. But I mean, it's Harashima, so you never quite know. Yeah. You know? Um, but it, it's like uh, this was—I would say this was probably Endo's best performance of the year because this is where you you saw that this guy really does want to win. Like he wants to be the champ. Yeah. Um, you know, through all the uh, cool guy, um, you know, posturing, through all the jealousy that he has with uh, Takashita and all that. It's like. This this is yeah, he wants to win. Um, they did a good job throughout the tournament building up the um, Tetsuya in the sky and the Tetsuya in the sky with diamonds, the Spanish fly finishers, you know that he uses. Uh, just uh, I mean, you had Harashima, another great performance by him, um, taking a lot of Endo's offense. Uh, Endo just just being showing the fire that he hadn't showed. Uh, really all year long up to that point so yeah um but yeah it's a really really incredible match and endo wins king det so now he goes on to uh to peter pan so did you have any thoughts on this match more or no yeah no i just thought it was the best endo match this year yeah it was really good. That's pretty much Mort, it. Mort was Mort was too tired and sad after the end uh, <laughs> I'll say when when you were talking about the Indo and Akito match because I haven't watched these shows back. I couldn't remember it at all. 
but that took me right after. So <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't remember that match. Sorry. Um, then another really good one, which is talking about like house show matches. July second, the DT Hello from Shizuku Village yes. show. Takashita oh. beating Mike Bailey for the, to keep this the match. overweight title. Um, they had, they had hyped this match up quite a bit actually. With Bailey had one of the right to challenge contracts, I believe. And they, you know, Bailey was like, you know, I'm gonna smile my way to taking the title from you. <laughs> And they had, they yes. had this like he was just great, just like just this incredible like annoying heel basically doing the, in this role. Um, Smug French Canadian. Yeah. Um, so they did this incredible match with like, you know, there was a stairway. That's what I remember more than anything. And they and Bailey just like jumped off of it repeatedly. <laughs> and like it was he did incredible. a moonsault from like the the third story staircase or something. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. And you know the the in ring stuff was awesome too, but like that that really stands out to me as a memory. Yes, yeah, that's the most memorable spot. But I just thought yeah. this match was wild because it was so much better than I expected. And there was three hundred people here for this title match, and I didn't expect them to work as hard as they did. Mm-hmm. But that's and... really what we've come to expect from Chagashida is he goes all out. <laughs> no pun intended, but he goes all out on every show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those house shows—that's that's something else. And I know, I know more. You're, yeah, you've been saying this for a long time too. Is like Takashita on these house shows. I mean, he works just as hard as he does, you know, at Saitama Super Arena. I mean, he yes. goes for it. And this was the match where he beat Mike Bailey with the Brain Buster or the the Brain Buster. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's been teasing that for a long, long, long time, and he finally hit it on. Uh, on Mike Bailey for the win here. Yes. The brain buster that he got because he was trained by El Generico. By El Generico, that's right. Also yeah. Canadian, like Mike Bailey. <laughs> yes. There you go, yeah. Such great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Love that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, this was um this was really the match where I this was the breakup performance for Mike Bailey that I spoke of earlier in the show. Because he he established himself here to me. Because I wasn't really that big of a fan of Mike Bailey until this program in general, where he was just the most annoying prick on earth that you just oh. want to punch in the face. Yeah, that smile of his. Yes, and then you got this match, and it was just the payoff because Takashita literally just kicked him in his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just what you wanted to see. It was so satisfying. Didn't he break it at two fear? Was that another show? I can't remember. Oh, Mike Bailey? Yeah, he oh, walked around for like before? half a year with a broken tooth. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, man. I don't even know if there was this show, but I think it was a DDT show, right? I, I think you're right. You know, I, I, can't, I can't remember. I do remember him with half a tooth. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so, so annoying, too. <laughs> oh, he's just really good at looking annoying. He, is. he yeah. really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that, that moment where like he, the, the, the translation thing, which people have talked about a lot. Right. Oh, he's yeah. We'll, so, we'll get to that. Oh. He is, yeah. He has this look on his face. But yeah, we'll, we'll get, yeah, right. You can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, so a couple weeks after this, um, just exactly two weeks later, July 16th, this is a great month of DT. Um, the other Dramatic Dreams Volume 4 Never Come show uh, in Osaka. And again, only in front of 819 people. Because you know DDT doesn't always draw that. Well, that was that way up. Well. Yeah, that's that's a good crowd for them. Yeah, it doesn't draw that. They don't draw that well in Tokyo, but they they're, they're they're building it, or they don't draw that well outside Tokyo, I should say. But um, 
you know, this this show had some really good stuff. I mean, we already talked about that that Saki Akai Battle Royal, which she won like matchmaking rights. Um, then later on, there was like a, a six man tag that was really fun, which was uh, Sasaki, Pauly, and Endo against to- Dick Togo, Hiroshima, Mike Bailey. Um, but in the main event, one of my favorite matches of the entire year, and you know, hopefully, if people didn't see this, they can go back and watch it. It was Takashida and Irie against two Osaka Pro old school guys, uh, Black Buffalo and Big Boss Magma, aka Mayatu Kishiwada. And just this, they, they do 25 minutes. Takashida takes uh, the fucking shit kicking of the year. Like, he just gets destroyed in this match. And, you know, they, they put him through a table with, like, uh, Magma doing the, the, the dive off the top to the outside. They just beat the shit out of Takashita in this match. And Takashita still manages to come back and they manage to get the win. But, like, yeah, this was a, to me, this was, um, you know, Magma and Buffalo were great as the, the big bully tag team. And Takashita was incredible at getting the, the fucking shit kicked out of him in this match. One of my favorite, one of my favorite performances of the year, him in this match. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the matches that I, I think we're going to talk later about, like an uh, outstanding wrestler of the year for DDT. And th- this is one of the matches that uh, I think might put Takashita over the top for me, uh, over, over uh, Sasaki. Um, just a, a great, uh, different performance. I mean, he, he can work a lot of different styles, and this was a great uh, example of that. I mean, him working, you know, some like uh kind of indie sleaze osaka pro style tag you know awesome but um Uh, where's mort did you sorry did did you like this mask is he on mute there yes i was on mute (laughs) i was gone for like (laughs) 10 seconds and you noticed (laughs) (laughs) um well i thought it was the crowd was great that's pretty much what stood out to me like these we're talking about those soccer guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd was really into them. I wonder how many of them were going to DDT regularly, because it felt like they came to see these guys. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, the match itself—I mean, it was a good match. But it, I don't think I liked it as much as you did. It was, it was pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, there was—I mean, I was... liked it. I liked the match. I'm not saying saying anything bad about it at all. I liked it. It's just not a match that stood out to me. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, there, there there was a on this whole show there was um kind of an exhibition feel to it that I think took away some of like the urgency uh, of some of the matches, uh, for me at least. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I mean that that the, the the biggest problem with that I thought was the the Higuchi Ishikawa match that yes. you know, like so 2016 when they had one of my favorite matches of the entire year in any mm. promotion. But this was just this was that the one here was just a match. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I, I still thought that maybe it was incredible. So it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. Yeah. And seven days after that, we have the next Hurrican, which has an, again one of my favorite matches of the entire year with Takashita and uh, Ishii. Um, you know this this match I actually was talking talking about on Twitter last night. I went back and we watched it, and I I actually underrated this match at first. I think I had like four and a, four and a quarter or four and a half. I bumped it all the way up to four and three quarters after watching it again. I mean, it only goes like 18 minutes, but like it's an incredible 18 minutes. Um, it, it had some of the sickest bumps of the entire year in any promotion. The one that really, really stands out is they end up fought, they, they fight to the floor, right? And they end up over this divider 
There's like this divider from like the floor seats to the orange section that goes all the way up. And, you know, Takashi is on one side of the divider and Ishii is on the other side of the divider. And he gives him a fucking neck breaker, dropping him neck first onto this fucking steel divider. It looks like one of the sickest bumps of the entire year. Like almost like a, why would you do that bump? And, you know, I was joking about it on, on Twitter with, um, with, with, I think Maya on Twitter, people know, people probably don't know who that is, but she's, she's on, you know, someone I talk to on Twitter a lot. And I was saying basically like, this is that bump was as sick as anything in the Omega Okada uh, Wrestle Kingdom match, except they did a way better job making this bump mean something than the Omega Okada match made a lot of the bumps, you know, mean over the course of the match. And they kept working on Takashiya's neck. And when he takes his apron German suplex a little bit after that, um, then, and then later on, like Takashiya, I think he goes for like a, a backdrop suplex and he just, clutches his fucking neck and can't do it and then Ishii immediately starts like like elbowing the back of his neck like a madman it's just one of my such an awesome spot and then they managed to convince this crowd that um that Konsuke Takashita was actually going to lose the fucking open weight KOD open weight title like a month before he was about to do this main event with Endo because he um like Ishii hits like a Michinoku driver and then immediately follows it with a tiger suplex hold and the crowd actually buys that as the pen. Mm-hmm. Like you can figure out two <laughs> at the two point nine, the crowd like really thought Ishii was winning the title. It was incredible. But um but yeah then they then we do like a, there's like a crazy like um a backdrop reversal into a DET in midair when Takashita I think goes to the backdrop and Ishii turns into DT in midair. That's one of my favorite reversals of the entire year. And then by the time Takashita finally hits the surprise, Rosen wins. It, it feels like he didn't so much when he just survived. Yes. So, I mean, I just, and Ishii was so aggressive in this match. Again, a guy who is not pushed at a top level most of the year, but you put him in there, Takashita, and you have one of the best matches of the year. So, yes. I thought it was incredible. I really think that um, Keisuke Ishii is, you know, not underrated in the Observer Awards sense that everyone misunderstands anyways, but like really in the ring that people don't recognize how great he is. I think he's one of the most underrated guys in Japan. And I think he's had an incredible year, Ishii. Um, from the Urano match I mentioned earlier, and he has some great matches in All Japan with yep. the All Japan Junior that, Title 2 and that, this match. match. Yes, the Ariagi match, which is actually the one I give for the quarter now that I think about it and not the Urano match. That I still enjoyed, but and he had the one with Irie in the King of DDT. Yes, I think he's had a very underrated year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I mean, Ishii, it, he he's he's very subtly uh, a really aggressive and really brutal wrestler. Uh, you know, he'll do that spot where, uh, and he did it in the Irie match, where he'll just take his opponent's head and they'll be on the outside. He'll take his opponent's head and just slam it against the apron. Just you know, f- f- three, four, five yes. times, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then he'll just yeah, just just do this all this crazy neck work. Um, I mean, th- this Takashita match. This was Takashita and Ishii. You know, Ishii's like a big All Japan, uh, you know, freak. So this was their version of like a Champion Carnival match or like a you know their kind of King's Road mini uh, King's Road version match, I guess. Um, I mean, but, I, 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 I don't know. I, maybe I'm the high, I'm probably the high person in this match, but I thought this was, this is going to make my top 10 overall match of the year list. I mean, th- this is uh, 
one of my favorite Takashita defenses. I mean, I, I've got it on my you know, on my list that we'll do later. Um, I mean, th- this was awesome. Uh, just shockingly brutal. Uh, I mean, Ishii. I'm gonna. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever seen the uh, the 2010 King of DDT tournament, but Ishii has a match with Harashima in there, and Ishii is a killer. I, I mean, and he's, you know, seven years younger or whatever. Uh, Harashima's bleeding. It's like, it's really insane. And it's like, he, I, I fully agree with you, Mort. I mean, he's he's very, very underrated. Yes. Um, yeah. Very, and that's very another part of this match where we didn't even mention that um, Ishii was training with Kasayashi with all the show. Um, and he was right. trying to learn the final cut. And they built yeah. a match around that. And he that's never hit right. it. Yes. That's yes. right. I had forgotten about that, and you're totally right. And so that was the big tease, and they were teasing that throughout the match, is Ishii hitting the final cut, and that's why he was working the neck. Ah, man, Morris. <laughs> yes, great stuff. Incredible. Wow, that's so good. But then, John, why don't you tell us what happens after the Ishii match? So Yoshimura comes over, and it, so they had done this incredible feud all year long where Yoshimura – for like months before this where he, he kept saying like he kept blaming Takashita for ruining his life with like an increasingly increasingly bizarre series of stories you come out in every show and be like I'm going to take the title from you soon because you uh got my favorite uh takoyaki joint shut down or whatever like just like <laughs> this crazy shit like you know you got my grand my grandfather arrested or like, I don't, I don't even remember all of them, but they were like, just every story was more bizarre than the last. And it always came out that like Takashita was the reason for ruining his life. But so he attacks him right after this match, after Takashita has been through all this and they have like an 11 minute, like mini match where Yoshimura like power bombs him through a table and like yeah, just less, fu- than, less than a month before him headlining. Uh, yeah. Peter. Just beats the fucking shit out of him, but Takashita manages to come back and hit like a lariat and get and, and like save his title. But yeah, it was in, it was incredible. I mean, like you know, just a just a great fucking way to end that show. Yes, I think overall this is my favorite Korokan show of the year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yes, even, and we haven't even, even touched on the. Can I mention another match in this show? And it's the Sasaki and Joey Ryan ladder match. Yeah, that was good too. Great. Yeah. Great match, yeah. and Joey Ryan delivered. He was great in this match. Sasaki was great, and they beat the shit out of each other. And um, the tag title match in this show was good too. Which yeah. I didn't mention either. There was a uh, Higuchi and Irie against Paulie and Ishikawa, and just a horse fight. That was pretty much yeah. what it was. But that delivered too. Um, and, and there was also that, like, there wasn't this like there were. Oh no, Harada Collection T was still around. What else was going on in this show? Um, and end of one in two minutes yeah, and one in 30 minutes. seconds. But I remember that I being a really good two <laughs> I think I made a yeah, three. That yeah, was the best three-minute match of all time, actually. I, I, but I just want to, like, just, just to reiterate how great these weeks were. You had July 2nd with the the, the Takashita Bailey title match in Shinjuku. You had, you know, July 16th, with dramatic dreams never come with that crazy tag match and some other good stuff, too. And you had July twenty third with all these awesome, all these awesome matches. So, and what you a, know, what a D- three weeks or so for DDT. And DNA ran Kurokan Hall those three weeks. Oh too. yeah, yeah, that was really good too. And, yes, yeah, and, it was. Yeah, there was a Mao and Endo match was really good. Yeah. Yes, that had the Mao Endo match, and that had the um, the Higuchi graduation match as well. Yes, 
which is really oh, good. Was that, was that um, win-win in the main event too? Fighting game thirty-four yes. starting. Yeah, that had um that Katsumoto and Ueno. That ended up being good. Um, yeah, it was good, just a good show. Man, Dai Suzuki in a four-on-one gauntlet match. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the weirdest match ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, then after that we get into the the uh, beer gardens, which you know Mort and I were lucky enough to. This, this is where Mort and I show up in Japan. And um, up from the very end of it, August fifth, we got to go to the DNA Beer Garden show, which was um, which was really cool. Yes. And you know that was a, a one night tournament that ended up being won by Yoshimura over Mao. And you know Yoshimura just had a great a great night. Mao had a great night. Just a really really cool tournament. Um, you know one of one of my favorite shows of the entire trip actually. Yeah, me too. That DNA show. I mean, just to to land in Japan and then two days later be at that was really, really cool. Yes. But, um, you know, and then DDT later that night, which we didn't think we were going to get to go to at first, but, um, you know, thank God we did because you got to see the debut of Hirata's, Hirata's cover of Tokyo yes. Go, which is still one of my favorite memories of the entire trip. Just him showing up on the screen and starting to belt that fucking song out. Like the entire crowd just dying with laughter. Um, you know, just what a great singer here to end up being, and his English pronunciation, just ha- like ha- like he might have the the best English pronunciation of any Japanese wrestler I've ever heard. Like, how is his English so good? It's just I don't really, know. It's really <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that show had like the ghost story death match, which was hilarious. Um, it had a really really fun main event. Considering they didn't even know who the teams were going to be. Which it was like the, the fans picked the, the team's main event, which was really cool to be in the building for that too. But um, it was Akito, Irie, and Endo against Sasaki, Hiroshima, and Takashida. And, you know, it, they, they did the whole thing where Endo and, Hira- and Sasaki really did not want to fight each other. And, like, basically, you know, I, I think Sasaki ended up helping the other team win, basically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really cool little show too. Again, an awesome way to start the, to start the trip. Yes, um, but we spoke at length about that on the yeah we did we did on the episode yeah on the the trip to Japan episode but yes. we we didn't talk about more though with Peter Pan yes we were supposed to do a, a, another Omakaze live in Japan but after we got through that six hour show everybody was like I, I was really very like, tired yeah I don't really feel like doing this anymore and so, both, and pretty much everybody was flying out the next day too yes like, I'm so happy of, we didn't record it the, the very end of the very end of our trip. So, um, you know, Peter Pan was like the, the second last day. But yeah, I mean, just, just an incredible, incredible end of the trip. Um, yes. Like you said, the, the big problem with the show was like, like the crowd just did not stay hot for the entire show, which when you're in, once you're in that building for like six hours and you, you're like, you, you feel it by the end, I have to say. So like, I understand, I, I understand why that crowd by the end of the night, maybe wasn't as hot as they they should have been, which is a shame because the last three matches in the show were really good. I thought um, that's the work rate matches. The, <laughs> Everything the, the, before the, that was uh, undercard DDT stuff. The uh, the Dino match, the Dino match seemed to burn the crowd out. Yeah, which was incredible live, and I get yeah. it because Dino yes. and Takagi that was just one of my favorite comedy matches of the year. And you know they did the Weapon Rumble thing where every like few minutes another weapon would come out. And end up being like Dino or Takagi's uh Takagi's wife and Dino's mother. It was really fucking funny. But like um, you know, the, the Ted Man tag title match is really funny too. We the we had the first ever KOD Ted Man tag team titles. 
being decided. Um, Awashi's team came out to like like that Power Rangers entrance video. It was just it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just all sorts of stuff on this show. Um, the just you know, Jiro and Katsumata were being really fun. I mean, really, there wasn't anything on this show I didn't like. It's just um, by the end, it was just so long that I get why oh, I, I was tired. Yeah, um, but Saki Akita, I want to point out that match because that was a that was a match that really I think suffered for the live crowd being dead. But like, if you watch it and just try to ignore how dead the crowd is, that was an incredible match. I mean, they mm-hmm. like they they the drama there are just not knowing which one of these people is going to get their head shaved. I mean, they they had a really really good match. I thought, but. I don't know if people agree with me on this one or not, but I really liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it too. It, it was it was just hard after the after the Dino match burnt the crowd out, and so you you had yeah. these guys, you know, really going pretty hard um, in front of what was it, six thousand people who weren't making a lot of noise. So, yeah. uh, you know, the crowd. I usually am not um, affected by crowd noise one way or another, you know. But uh, uh, when watching a match, but this this one did this one did hurt. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like the, I just remember being like the turning to somebody who I went on sitting there live, like maybe like 15 minutes and being like, wow, this match is incredible actually, but the crowd's not making any noise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really, it was really good, but you know, it, it hurts it for the live crowd being kind of dead. Then you yeah, have uh, really quick. It, it It is so weird how, um, judgment shows you know the past couple judgment shows have been really good and have really flown by but peter pan you know same building and everything and and essentially you know very similar well, no, cards no not this year but well you no know. no i know yeah. but um it, right yeah so, but similar i guess crowd sizes but uh yeah. they they tend to drag a lot more yeah I think that's true. Although last year's Peter Pan, I thought was better than this year's, but yeah, I mean, last it, year's it, was one of my favorite shows of the year, actually. Yes, that, that was good, but there's still, uh, I think, like in general, like there's more of a tendency for Peter Pan to drag than. Uh, it it could also be the summer, maybe I don't know. But, <laughs> just that 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 uh, oppressive humidity just drags yeah. everyone down. But yeah. it wasn't really hot in the building. It wasn't that hot so. in the building, no. no. Okay. Um, that's- I actually think it could be the other way, though, where, like, they, they have the AC on so high that people... Because, like, I, I felt that, that a few possible. times. Yeah, you get um, a little dry in your eyes and yeah. a little sleepy. Yeah. I um, think the big problem with this show was just the match order. Because you yeah. packed all the big matches at the end, and the Judgment show did the opposite. They they really, like, they had a big match and a couple of fill attacks and a big match. It was kind of built like a WWE show, as much right. as I don't like WWE. But with a show like this, it does make sense to have the powerful match. But I don't usually believe in it is a good idea. But yeah, when, when the show is when this long, when it's six hours, I think yeah. you need that powerful match. Break but match. the but the other two main events too: uh, Hiroshima Marufuji against Aguchi Nirie. I thought that was very good. Um, not quite like match of the year kind of level, but but still a very good match. Um, yes. And saw Hiroshima and Marafuji win the tag titles. And the main event, you know, uh, some people hated this match. Um, and I, I get some of the criticisms that Takashita didn't even need to use his new finisher to beat Endo, where Endo, like, you know, he kicked out of everything Endo threw at him. But I thought that was I thought that was played in a longer term story. So I don't I didn't really mind it that much. And I thought like, you know, even though live I was rooting very hard for Endo to win. 
and I was sitting next to two people and Moore <laughs> and Taylor who were rooting very hard. But the only two loud Takashita fans in the entire fucking building, I think. Yes. <laughs> the only two people who were really that happy that Takashita won. But yeah, the rest of the crowd was there for Endo, and I was cheering very hard for Endo, but he didn't get the job done. But I still thought this was a really, really good match. Um, just off a of match of the year level to me, I think I had like four and a half, but still a really, really good match, I thought, by the end. I think it was a victim of expectations. Mm. Um, I think... It didn't uh, hit five-star uh, level, which people, were, I think, were expecting. Yeah, and, yes. and I, I think a lot of people were... Uh, deflated by the outcome yeah um this was their version of uh you know i said earlier that the judgment match was their version of harashima versus ibushi and this was kind of their version of um ibushi versus kenny omega in terms of it being uh like a big uh kind of spectacle spotty match a little bit um but just just worked in a different spotty way i guess a lot of a lot of brutal suplexes and and big power moves yeah um but overall peter pan good show just maybe um not i think in hindsight i'll just say something real quick but in hindsight i think it was the right decision to have takashita win because when like the burning spirits guy said on the podcast that endo is building this character where he really wants to be serious but he kind of pretends to be a bad guy and i think the point where endo ha- is going to win the title now the story has to be at some point he realizes that he's not going to win it as this yeah. bad guy mm-hmm. and i think it makes sense to save it but i didn't i don't i didn't get that story until later after the match Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so, something else is that if if you look at the records between Takashita and Endo, between when um from when Endo joined D- uh, Damnation until the Peter Pan match, Endo has pretty thoroughly dominated uh, Takashita. So uh, you know, I I definitely didn't see this as um like Takashita just oh continuing to steamroll everyone or whatever uh this was really Takashita getting uh, a much needed win against Endo, in yeah. my opinion, at least. I mean, I, I think I remember I looked back and um, Takashita had only won uh, some, two matches or something, you know, in all their interactions, all their matches together, you know, in the past year against Endo. So, you know, versus um, several matches that Endo had won. Yeah. So, so that was Peter Pan, and then we move on to the next month, which um, the September. I didn't. Did you, do you guys want to talk about any like the, the throwback shows? Because I didn't really watch that many of them. I only watched Campside. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun match. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, we kind of like getting. We kind of probably need to rush through the rest of this. So yes, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, we're, we're, uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to here. So <laughs> yes. So let's just next quickly talk about the, the last three Hurricanes, which I th- think were all really, really good, actually. Yes. So, the September 24th, which was uh, the Who's Gonna Top last election special, um, the you had the two really really good matches here, with the the first well first of all you had a an Iron Man heavy metal weight battle royal on this Korakin, which is rare for a Korakin, and that was pretty cool. No, we need to we need to touch on it real quick. The biggest heel turn in wrestling history, <laughs> when Junior won the title, <laughs> and Oishi hoisted her up on his shoulders. <laughs> he turned on Junior and it's a boy, right? Gave yeah, him a, a backbreaker. 
<laughs> and, and pin him with the most but, evil but then, looking but face then I've you, ever seen. But then you comes out and beats the shit out of Oishi and takes the belt back. So yes. that was really funny. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the double main event here, again, incredible stuff. Kudo beats Arashima um, in a, an awesome fucking match. And, you know, just such a throwback match, too, with these two guys who have been, you know, mainstays in DDT for like, you know, what, like 10 years? More, more than that, even? Oh, so, yeah. So, like, just a great throwback match. And in the main event, close to it. Yeah. And then the main yeah, event, partners, all that stuff. Yeah. The main event, the open weight, extreme, and world junior titles on the line. Whoever gets, whoever loses the pin, basically loses their title. It was Daisuke Sasaki, Takashita, and Kenoka. And Sasaki pins Oka to win the independent junior title. Another really awesome match. Yeah. And another uh, different kind of performance from Takashita, showing that he can work in the, in a trios type match too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it kicked off a really cool storyline with Takashita or I mean with uh Sasaki and Oka, you know, really hilarious stuff based around him trying to win his money and do actually winning his money and then Oka trying to get it back and you know, it's really 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 funny. Um then you had the October 22nd um yeah yeah, the October 22nd Kurikin uh DT special 2017. This was the show where Dino got his shot for winning the general election, and he got a shot at Takashita where he had another one of these matches that, like, you know, just like the Ishikawa match last year that, like, borders um, the... It's like the border between comedy and serious where, you know, he he's doing all of his comedy spots but in a serious match, and mm-hmm. it's really incredible. Like, it's, it, it's a great fucking match, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I just barely missed my top ten. And I, I think it's a really for DDT this year. I think it's a really awesome match. Great match, big big match, Dino. Uh, I said it on I think the Burning Spirits episode that we we did reviewing the show. But um, I mean, Dan Shoko Dino, say what you will about him and all that. Uh, he really is a, a big match wrestler that that he delivers um, every single time he's he's put in a position to to have a big match. I mean, and in my opinion, one of the most consistent uh, big match wrestlers, you know, of this you know, the 21st century or whatever. When yeah. you just when you just look at, uh, you know, one time a year or whatever, two times a year, he's going to be put into a position to have a big match, and he always delivers. Yeah, yes. I definitely agree. Um, and can we just mention real quick that he got the title shot because he won the election? Well, that's right. That's right. I said that. I think. I... Oh, did you? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he got this title shot for winning the election, and Hiroshima got his shot at the. He got to pick a title, and he ended up picking the, any title except the openweight title for being the runner-up, and he picked the extreme title. So they had. So we had Sasaki and Hiroshima on a TLC match. That was even better, I thought, than the main event. That was one of my favorite matches the entire year. Um, just incredible match. Yes, and this is the one where like they made up for that that earlier match in the year that was pretty disappointing. I thought this one was really fucking awesome. Yes. So. And a surprise, surprise outcome too. I think. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, I really thought that Harashima would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the Sasaki Extreme Title reign continued on. Yes. Um, and last and this one... No, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I just wanted to point to the Hideki Suzuki and Yuki Sakaguchi stuff on the undercut real yeah. quick because oh, I love like that. Bad. That was great. Really? You, you liked it? Yes. I thought it was I great. It was, I I hated it because I thought he just ate what? up the entire. 
I thought he ate yeah. him up the entire time. Yeah, that's like, the stuff I like. But he didn't give Yuki any. I mean, I mean, Yuki was supposed to be the big shooter of DDT, and he made him look like a fucking idiot. I thought. Oh, I didn't think about that. I, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty bad. I don't really care. I just like to look at guys beat each other really hard. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay. Well, all right. Braddy, baby, Braddy, baby, Hideki doesn't have to baby. make sense. Just have to hit hard. <laughs> Uh, November 23rd, the God Bless DT show, the last Kurrican, the most recent Kurrican. Again, Sasaki and Soma Takao. Soma Takao is not a guy I normally enjoy, but I just I rewatched this one last night again and that because I was a little distracted the first time I saw it. And that was a really good match. Like four and a quarter, probably. Like just really, really high drama. And, um, you know, just great stuff with the, the handcuffing. And, you know, just that, this is the one more than anything. That reminds me of like an old school ECW match with like the handcuffs and you know some interference and all the plunder. So really cool stuff and you know I, I, great drama and I, I really thought this was going to be. Um, I, I, it looked like for a little while that someone was going to win, but Sasaki pulled it out in the end again. So just again his whole story this year, he always finds a way to to retain that title. Um, Endo and Bailey had a really cool spot fest. I thought um, the main event. Hiroshima Marafuji against All Out was pretty good. So, you know. Marafuji versus Takashita interactions were really cool. Yeah. I mean, just, um, just another great Kurikan. Yeah. Hiroshima. Was was my really... Oh, and then, then we had the, the comedy match, too, with the, the six-way battle royal based on the King's Game anime. So you, you guys touched this a little bit. Do you know anything about this anime? No. No. It's really fucking terrible, apparently. Like it's considered awesome. the the worst. Uh, everything I've read is that people who have watched it say it's the worst anime of the fall season by like awesome. a by like a mile. And this is the one they showed they end up promoting. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like it's like a very like uh, it's almost like an exploitation show. Like just everybody just the like, teenagers having sex with each other and dying, and just oh. the animation's really terrible, and then the story makes no sense. So there you go. I just want to point out that the show is fucking. I mean, they they apparently showed the the rules realistically, where either the the text fights would come on screen, and like the king would tell them to do something, and they wouldn't be able to do it. So they'd like, you know, blood would start spurting from their mouths, and they would fall over and die. And so, if you if you don't want the king's game anime spoiled, everybody, you you can (laughs) go ahead a minute. I found it funny on the on the Burning Spirits episode. You guys said you thought it was a virus. It is a virus. It is somehow a computer virus and an actual, like, you know, um, health virus. Oh. <laughs> how can how can something be both? I don't know, but it is apparently. <laughs> there you go. That's what's behind everything. In King's game. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't watch that show, everybody. Apparently, it's really okay. terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was a pretty thorough review of GC's year. I think we did. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, a solid two-hour review of the year. <laughs> So we got to get into some awards, and we got some questions. So let's get. Yeah. Into so do this. we? Yeah. Do we have what? Do we have about an hour left? We have about an hour left. Yeah. Okay. To, I mean, I don't. I don't. I've yeah, been trying not. I've been trying not to go three hours, but we're gonna end up going three hours. For the show. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But yeah. So let's get into the awards first of all. Um, yeah. Let's let's be real brief. I won't. I won't say much. I have a tendency yeah. to ramble, so I, I won't do so, that. So <laughs> rest of the year, which would be like. Um, the the drawing and the the in ring you know everything combined to me this is takashita i mean this there's more of a debate uh, more of a uh, debate when you get into like most outstanding but takashita headlined a a 10,000 plus seat you know uh judgment show 
He was a great, a great ace champion all year, even though I know some people aren't, you know, as into him, his character and stuff, but like, and he's not the most popular guy in the company, but he's a great guy to put there as the ace. And I think he's the wrestler of the year pretty clearly for DDT. And I, I think he's a legitimate candidate for rest of the year overall. I, I have him, I think, second place in my ballot. So I think he's had an incredible year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, when if we're talking, if we're, this is the one where we're taking drawing into account, um, I don't really think there's much, even much choice. Uh, or, or, you know, uh, he was, you know, really one of the only people put into a drawing position consistently. So, um, yeah. Way to bury my pick <laughs> already. <laughs> when it's oh, not who, <laughs> who, Who'd you pick, Harashima? Uh, well, yeah, Harashima. But he was the I mean, other part a... of the Saitama yeah, building. That's so. true. And he yeah. finished second in the election, which because it was between Harashima and Takeshita. So I picked Harashima purely on that point that he finished yeah, I mean, in the that election. Is a good, that's a good because point. I took drawing I mean, into account. So very good point. I mean, that, I mean, I mean I, you know, I could see him in, in a. But I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Takeshita as overall rest of the year is like number two behind Naito. So I mean, that's, that's how I'm voting. So I, I think he had an incredible year. Um, yes. The most outstanding in ring only. So I, I keep going back. Like to me, it's Takashita or Hiroshima. And I go back, or that, not sorry, Takashita or Sasaki. And I go back and forth on this, like, because I just think they both had an incredible year. I'm going to give a very slight edge to Sasaki because I think he does a better job conveying his character in his in ring work than Takashita does, which is a, a big thing for me and what I really love to see. And, but they're going to, like, my ballot right now, for my overall ballot is Naito number one again. But Sasaki number two, Takashiya number three. So I, I have, they're, they're both going to make like two of my top three from DDT. I think they both had incredible years, but I give a very slight edge to Sasaki for the, the way he was able to tell a story in all of his matches and really just like his, his character work in the ring. But Takashiya still had an incredible year. I mean, it's like the, the difference is almost negative. Neg- like if I could make it a tie, I would, honestly. But I think they both were incredible. Yeah. Well, I got Takashida for most outstanding, which is also a reason why I picked Harashima and the other one. But yeah, I think Takashida is the hardest working wrestler in the world right now. He he works hard on every show, like we mentioned earlier. So I just think he deserves it. And I'm going to put him high on my top three on my overall list as well. Uh, I think, so I, I've been going back and forth uh, between Takashida and Sasaki too. I think right now I'm leaning towards Takashida. Um because of the variety of KOD defenses that he's had, like the the you know his his ability to work uh, pretty vastly different matches, although Sasaki clearly has that too. But I think his tag work, um, uh, Sasaki is a great tag wrestler, but hasn't worked a lot of um, high profile tag matches this year. So I think Takashita's tag work uh, is what puts him over the top for me right now. Um, as far as character, I, I still think we're seeing his development of uh, his character with, with like the bodybuilding and the, the tans and everything. Um, I, I think uh, the best is yet to come on that front for Takashita. But um, yeah, as of right now, I mean, that could switch, uh, you know, next month or something. But I think I'm leaning towards Takashita right now. Um, a few to the year. Uh, this is an interesting category. I think Takashita Endo uh, for me because you know I like the sixty minute match better than a lot of people liked it, and I like the Peter Pan match better than some people liked it. So 
And I still thought like, as far as like an iconic rivalry this year, that was it. And the buildup was just, you know, not they interacted a lot during it, but just like the hype level for it. Like I thought they did a good job, like having a peak of Peter Pan, like as far as like, you know, being on this trip to Japan, that was one of my most anticipated matches the entire trip. And even though it was ended up being a little bit of a letdown, I still think, um, you know, that if I go look back at that feeling, they managed to bring out and me looking forward to that more than I even looked forward to the G1 final. I thought that was a, they did a really good job building that up over time. Um, the other one I would point to is Takashita Yoshida. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.